Are we recording? No, too much, too much, too much, too much. Hey everyone, welcome to Ducks Watch Together. My name is Kylie. And I'm Josh. And we're here. And on today's mini-sode, we talk about the act of killing. Yeah, this is a director's cut. Yes. Director's cut. <laughs> no, no, you're not wrong. I made the decision. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, though I think doing a tiny bit of research, it's not that different. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like a 40 minute difference though. He just adds more. Awesome. Good. Yeah. That's what he wanted. Yep. There you go. Alright, so guys, here we are. Are you okay? Yeah, this one's hard to talk about. I understand. So, this is a documentary. This is our only documentary here. Uh, we wanted to kind of make sure that there was at least one documentary here, and this is the documentary that was... Highest. Highest, uh, which is interesting. It's 14. Yeah. Um, before, should we talk about maybe why this gets on this list? first um yeah i think that's a good idea and just to do the setup that we've done before it's joshua oppenheimer is the director and it comes out in 2012 yes why is this on the list so this film is produced by Werner herzog and errol morris who are both interesting documentarians who i think actually push documentaries a little bit forward um they also kind of try to challenge documentaries as a whole like how documentaries are made and what documentaries are trying to do mm -hmm. and so i think that this film is very much in not the shadow but in line with a with one of their films yeah it's a documentary that isn't just a straightforward let's tell a story about a past event it's a the premise is very it's it's peculiar Mm -hmm. The premise of we will let these people who essentially have committed a uh, vast genocide in Indonesia, um, we're going to make them, let them remake, re, we're going to let them remake scenes of their actions in the style of their favorite movie. Which when I heard that that was the premise of this, I thought that was just one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Yeah. And then as the film is going on and you're seeing what it does to especially one character in particular, it kind of makes sense yeah. why they ended up choosing to do this. Yeah. I think that this documentary is very, it's just pushing, pushing something odd forward. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't, I don't know why this is the one that is necessarily... Um, so it pairs with Joshua Oppenheimer's next film, which I think comes out two years later, the and it's called The Silence. Look of Silence. I think it comes, I'm going to go with four years later. Four years later, okay. And the reason why I do that is I was in college when the second one came out. Um, and they, so basically he spends all this time in Indonesia, and he oh, gets you're correct. Two all, years. two years later, okay. Um, and so The Look of Silence is from the other point of view, so that's the pairing documentary with it. I think that why the act of killing gets on here as a representative documentary or the highest ranked doc on our list is docs in the 2010s, I think, become 
popular based upon their subjects and subject matters more so than their quality of creation. I think that docs of this decade are of two minds. Important social commentary biography. This, I think, is both. And not only that, I think it's a really well-made documentary because there is there's a very clear narrative with one of the characters. Um, What's his name? I don't know. It's I, it's 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 shockingly too close to Artois for me to be. <laughs> yes, it's it's this guy. It's the guy who pulls up on on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, Anwar. Anwar. Okay. Um, Anwar has a, a an arc. He actually does, um, which was not something that I thought I was going to see with this film. Um, Especially how nonchalantly this film starts. Yes. This film, not necessarily the filmmakers, I would say, but the film subjects are just so nonchalant about this whole, their whole past until about a midpoint there's there's this one person that comes uh, not a character a person that comes in who is the whose father was one of their victims and mm-hmm. he has this like elongated scene where he's talking about it and even he talks about it so nonchalantly and then he's in this acting scene and that's where the emotional breakdown happens yeah um <clears throat> and so it <clears throat> This film was just hard to watch how, like, carefree, or maybe not carefree, but how just, like, okay with everything everything was. Agreed with that, and I think some of that nonchalance comes in their, for lack of a better word, deifying almost, American cinema. Specifically, graphic, violent 70s American cinema. And that includes films like Scarface, that includes things like The Godfather, that includes things like um, a lot of Martin Scorsese films. Um, just there are things that are referenced over and over and over again. The gangster films, the, the, the you know, and things along those lines. Um, they come at this from this idea that look at how cool for lack of a better word, violence is. And that's what they're seeing from Western society, or at least that's what they're taking from Western society. And I think a very, very small subplot of this movie is, and I don't think the characters necessarily even grapple with this, is what is the effect of our violent of our violence in America because we think that we can have conversations and talk about it and we can like, there's a reason why it exists, but how is it affecting everyone who's seeing it over these years? Mm-hmm. Now the, uh, I would not by any means. How is it affecting, especially non-Western countries? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I wouldn't, I'm not trying to draw a, a direct line of cause and effect between Scarface and the atrocities that are happening in the film. That's not what I'm doing. I'm, mm-hmm. I, but I will say that like the film at least wants to, to ask a correlation question. And then with that, then the staging of these awful acts as movie scenes, um, I think all of this comes together 
to in some ways make the act of killing seem more cinematic than a lot of documentaries that you will see. There is actually stage shots, there's stage setups, there's lighting, there's all these things that make it look more narrative, which then hammers home the point that Oppenheimer is trying to make of how real these acts are. They're not just memory. They happened to people, you know, and the victor history is told by the victors and they're telling their own story and at least one of them is realizing what was happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know the effects in Indonesia from these movies. I don't know if the world did anything. I don't know if Indonesia did anything after, you know, if these movies were ever shown in Indonesia. Um, I really hope that there was some action and reaction done to it, but, you know, I don't know. It's like... I think that's the thing about these docs that are all about these social awareness docs and they're showing all these awful atrocities of the world and things along those lines. I, I always leave them kind of feeling really small and really like, I don't, there's not much that I personally can do with this information other than continue to try to pass it on and other try to support the the people that are doing the good work and things. and so it's it's really difficult to it's good to be aware of the things in your world i'm definitely that that is something that we should do it's just these are difficult watches because that you then sit and you think what do you what do you do with this information okay so um here is what i just can read from wikipedia real quick um, so after winning the 67th BAFTA Award for Best Documentary, in accepting the award, Oppenheimer asserted that the United States and the United Kingdom have a res collective responsibility for participating in and ignoring these the crimes, which was omitted in the video BAFTA posted online. After the screenings for the U.S. Congress members, Oppenheimer demanded the U.S. acknowledge its role in the killing. Um, which I don't know a lot about that. Yep. I clicked right. and it led me to another page and it is long paragraphs. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't, I don't. Next paragraph. The Indonesian government had responded negatively to the film. Its presidential spokesman on foreign affairs, uh, Takulafaziasha, yeah, uh, claim that the film is misleading with respect to its portrayal of Indonesia. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense as what their response would be. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that, like, what was difficult about this film for me is, um, as we talked about in this podcast before, it is hard for me to follow foreign language films because of my dyslexia and reading the subtitles. Um, that being said, this is a dense film. There is a lot of talking. So I can't say that I personally caught America's role in this other than providing the entertainment, the, the Western entertainment. Um, there could be much more to the story. Yeah, just click on the Wikipedia yeah. link. There's... <laughs> yeah, so I, I definitely am not going to say yay or nay to Oppenheimer's statement. I'm sure he's a very smart, well-educated 
person who, if he's saying this speech to Congress, there's a reason he's allowed to say it and, and probably has a lot of really good points. Robert Cribb, writing in 2002, claims that there is considerable evidence that the U.S. encouraged killings by both providing funds to anti-communist forces and supplying the Indonesian army with the names of people for whom they believed were PKI members. Yeah, so, yeah. I was just real skimming that long. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not, by no means do I think that America, especially in the early 2000s, would be guilt-free in any of this. I'll agree, but I don't think Oppenheimer shows it very much in his film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. This film... Uh, so, Oppenheimer started interviewing people about these events in 2001, mm-hmm. which eventually led him to Anwar Congo, which after that is why he was able to make the film and get Werner Herzog and Errol Morris on. Do we know what years this was actually filmed? Uh, the film was shot mostly between 2005 and 2011. Okay. So it's over the span of six years. And Oppenheimer is an American. He's from Texas. Yes. Um, so he's been involved with this for a long time, and he's probably studied quite a bit. Um, it's really interesting that he's able to follow along for this long to make this film. Yeah. Um, and I know that there are a lot of... We're, we're using Oppenheimer a lot. There are a lot of people involved with this. There's yes. There's also like a second director who is unnamed because um, he's an Indonesian filmmaker, and he couldn't, for legality, put his name on things. I think he's... I could be wrong about this, but I think he's credited in The Look of Silence. Okay, that's possible. Um, but yeah, but I, I, I remember reading that specifically for The Act of Killing as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, uh, to go to our list a little bit, um, a lot of times when it was listed, it was listed as The Act of Killing and The Look of Silence. Um, but it was about 50-50 on whether they paired them together or just had them separately on the list. And I just chose to make it a separate thing because I knew we weren't necessarily going to have time to get to both. Yeah. You know, um, and so I wanted to pick the one that was that was the, the higher up on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think you should watch The Act of Killing. It's worth your time. It's worth your knowledge. Um, I can't say it's an easy watch. I'm actually kind of glad I watched it over the course of three sittings. Um, it's just emotionally really heavy. Um, and I'm sure it's even more so if you watch it all at once. It is, I think it's 2.45 is the runtime of it. So, yeah. Um, cool. Hey, Josh. Yeah. What beat it? Was it nominated? Yes. Okay. 2012. This was the film I bet on to win this Oscar, though I, based on the name alone. No, sorry. I, uh, so without having seen any of the documentaries, Uh when I did my thing, I was like, this will win because it sounds sad. And I was incorrect. It did not win. The Act of Killing didn't win, but something else did. Okay. Is it, is this 20 Feet from Stardom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, another, other films are Cutie and the Boxer, uh, Dirty Wars, and The Square. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, alright. There we go. Alright, I think we're just gonna wrap up the act of killing right there. 
There we go. Uh, all right, friends. If you want to join this conversation, uh, you can do so at friendofafriendpodcast.squarespace.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review there. That helps us get more listeners. You can also hit that subscribe button, and that helps us get more listeners. You can find us on Twitter at... DW underscore podcast. <laughs> uh, YouTube. Duck YouTube. Sock together. Let your Tumblr go. Duck Sock together. Let your box. Start me ACT and Kylie Gallagher. Thank you for so much for listening. I've been Josh. I've been Kylie. Quack, 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 quack. There you go.